Welcome to Loving People to the Cross. I'm Pastor Tom Crandall. I'm so excited that you've joined us today. I hope and pray that this word from the Lord encourages you and uplifts you in your spirit. And I hope it draws you to walk closer with Him. Remember, after the podcast, stick around for one more message from me, your host, Pastor Tom Crandall. God bless you, my friend. Psalm 143. Psalm chapter 143 is where we're at this morning. There is so much in life that people hunger and thirst for. You know, I enjoy my job, but it does not drive me. I enjoy going out and just hanging out and and doing things with buddies and, and... Well, let me rephrase that. With my buddy, (laughs) I don't hang out with a lot of people. I I try to stick with godly people. But I enjoy those things. I enjoy going out and, and hanging out with my family, but those things do not drive me. Those things are great, but that's not what I hunger and thirst for. I hunger and thirst to be in the presence of God. 70 AD, the Romans invaded the temple. They ransacked it. They tore it to pieces. They went behind the veil. There was no Ark of the Covenant. There was was no need to tie the rope around their ankles and pull them out. The presence of God was not there. The glory of God was not there. But year after year, We see something unique as we read throughout. Every year the priest would come and they would tie the pomegranates around them and they would tie the rope to their ankle and they would go in and they would come out. They would put the blood on their hands. They would take the sacrifice in. And year after year after year, they did it over and over and over. People were clueless. They went through the motions. They were acting out as if it was a play. They did it over and over and over again. And brother, nothing happened. Today's society is lost between the catch and the hook. You follow me? When you put the worm on the hook, and you cast that line, Tater, and you're waiting. What are you waiting for? You're waiting for the catch. You're waiting for the the fish to come. People are waiting, and the hook's not even been thrown yet. The bait is there. But people are so focused, and they're so hungry for everything else in the world, but they forgot about Jesus. David, in this chapter, if you'll look at the heading, I don't know about your Bible, but in mine it's got a heading and it says, The Prayer of a Soul in Distress. David knew that at this very moment that he had to go to the Father and he had to cry out. He was lonely. He was broken. He was down. He didn't know whether he was up or down, sideways, left, right, forwards, backwards, but he knew that there was only one thing that he could do, and that was cry out to God. 
Somewhere along the way, we have quit crying out to God. We have started simply going through the motions. We have simply started doing the routine because that's what we've always done. That's how we do it. You know, I I do this at this time and that time, and if I get out of the routine, something's wrong. Can y'all tell I'm a little excited this morning in the name of Jesus? Amen? I want you to understand that in this chapter is there are a lot of things to unpack, but I want to go to one key verse this morning, and I encourage you today, when you get home this afternoon or this evening, when you get time, I want you to read these 12 verses in their entirety. Don't read just one or two and say, I understand it. Read it in its entirety. Read it over and over again if you need to. But this morning, I want you to hear this. David says this, I stretch forth my hand unto thee, my soul thirsteth after thee and a, as a thirsty land. He says, I'm, I'm going to praise you in the midst of everything's going on. I don't know how I'm going to get through this, but God, I know that you are the answer to this situation. I thirst for you. I hunger for you. Church, I'm telling you this morning, what you hunger and thirst after will consume you. If you do not hunger and thirst for God and the things of the world is what you hunger and thirst for, it will consume you and it will drown you and it will take control over your life and you will be never understanding of what's left, what's right, what's up and what's down. You will constantly be looking through the lens of life going, I don't know God's purpose for my life, but I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to say this this morning. Y'all, I have prayed all night. I was up late praying last night. I was all day yesterday going around the house and doing things, and I was in prayer. But I wasn't only in prayer, I was in worship. See, worship is the key start to everything that you thirst for. Everything that you thirst for starts in worship. If you worship your way through a storm, you have to pray as much as you worship, and as much as you pray, you better be worshiping. I don't care if you can't sing a lick. Y'all, my kids do not want to hear me sing. Amen, kids? But I tell you what, I can harmonize with just about anybody. And I'll throw on some Jason Crab boy, and I'll walk through there and I'll, you know, I'd get that little craspy voice going and I'll just walk through the house. And every now and then Carrie will look at me and she'll go, What are you doing? I go, Nothing. What are you doing? And she just walks off. I don't understand why, but she does. Y'all, this is not a life that I just get up here week after week and preach about. I live this. I want to see life change. I thirst and I hunger for the presence of God. I don't want you to tie the pomegranates around me, tie the rope around my ankle and let me go in and stand here week after week and perform. I want to stand in the presence of God. You know, I go back automatically and I think about Moses and he says, I want to see your face. I want to see your glory. And he says, no, 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 I'll put you in the rock, in, in the crevice, but you're not going to see my face. I'll put my hand over you. And when I pass you by, you can see my glory. I automatically think about how many times we get in the rock in the hard place and we don't look what's done gone ahead of us because it's His glory that's pulling us through. 
oftentimes I see people broken. I ain't got used to my glasses yet, Tater. That's why I keep taking them off. Man, I'm getting a little drunk up here. Oftentimes I see people who get broken and hurting. People who have been through different things. I don't know your pain. I do not know your hurt as an individual. I do not know what you've been through. I don't know what life has through with you. But I can tell you this. If you hunger and thirst for God, His righteousness and His holiness will see you through. We have forgot as preachers. I can say this because I are one. Is that good English? No? Come on, help me out here. I thought you said you taught math. <laughs> I can say this because I am one. We have forgot. Tater, I want you to amen this if I'm right. Alright, brother? We as preachers have got to forgotten what righteousness is. We have forgot what holiness is as a people of God. We are supposed to live... Marco's going to get on to me. I see it coming. We, as a people, have forgot how to seek out the kingdom of God and all of His righteousness. Then these things will be added unto us. We've started seeking everything else. And it starts with saying, Lord, I stretch forth my hands. My soul thirsts for You. I don't know what else I'm going to do, but I'm going to praise You right where I'm at because I'm hungry and I'm thirsty for You. You know what drives me wild? I went to a church one time, Tater, and I was I was always taught, keep your hands down, you don't say nothing, you just sit there, you sing them three songs and you go. And I was standing by this little lady, it was at First Baptist Church in Dyer, Tennessee, I'll never forget it. And this little lady was sitting there and she was playing that tambourine. And she had that hand up and I'm looking over at her and I thought, this lady has lost her ever-loving mind. I grew up, my mama was a Pentecostal. My daddy was a Catholic. That was what's wrong right out the gate, okay? And she's playing that tambourine and I'm looking at her and she's looking at me and I'm sitting there. I'm being a modest Baptist at the time, Amen. And I'm sitting there with my hands. I was one of the frozen chosen. It's okay. You know. And she looked at me midstream of Beulah land. And she said this. How you praise Him here is how you're going to praise Him there. And that hit me. And my wife will tell you, Boop! because I got something then. It wasn't the realization of I had to look like everybody else. I didn't have to go through the motions of their show. I wanted a thirst and hunger for God. Are you with me, church? We've lost something along the way. Where is the fire? Where is the zeal of the people? How many of y'all get excited watching football? Oh, we hit a nerve there. Let me back it up a little bit. They start throwing stuff. You got my back. How many of y'all get excited watching Tennessee football? Oh, Kentucky. Mm, we're going to pray for you. We're praying for you, brother. That's all I'm saying. Let me say this. Let me say this. We can get excited at football games and we can get excited at basketball games. We can get excited at all these things. 
But if we get excited about the things of God, people may think we're crazy. Y'all, I'm your pastor. They already think you're crazy. <laughs> Let me tell you something. What is it that you're hungering and thirsting for not only will consume you, not only will it drive you, it will tear you from the inside out. You will be miserable. You will be lonely. You will be broken, confused, because you don't know what it is exactly that you're missing in life. But then one day, one day, it'll hit you right between the eyes. I've been thirsty and hungry for all the wrong things. I've been stretching my hands out looking for all the wrong things. Verse 1 of this chapter. David says, Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give an ear to my supplication. In Thy faithfulness, answer me. And in Thy, what? Righteousness. And enter not into judgment with Thy servant, for the sight shall no man living be justified. And he says it with such a brokenness. I don't, I don't know about y'all, but when I read the Word of God, I'll play it out almost like a movie in my mind. And I almost see David at this point in his life where he is sitting there and he's saying, God, I'm, I know that you know that I do not always get it right. But give me a chance. Hear me out, Lord. Don't, don't give up on me just yet. And he says, I'm going to stretch out my hands and I'm going to thirst for you. I, I, I can't do this by myself anymore. I've tried all I know to try. I've been doing it my way. I've been doing it the ways that I think is right. The way that seemeth right to a man and the way it's in his death. We're constantly trying to do it our way. Our way is not the right way, ladies and gentlemen. It's all wrong. Because our way, if you look at it, if you really think about it, our way includes what? Opinions, thoughts, ideas, and self. And we get in the way. And then you hear this, God, why are you letting this happen to me? Anybody ever said that? God, why are you letting me go through this? Hmm, I really wonder. Because there's something here that we need to unlock this morning. And it's in verse 5, and he says this, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works. I muse on thy work of thy hands. Remember that moment when you said yes to Jesus and no to the world and you gave your life to Jesus. You remember that? You had that excitement in you? You had to tell somebody, if not everybody, that you gave your life to Jesus? Then there's this moment in time where it hits you like a bag of bricks. Something goes wrong. And all of a sudden, Lord, why have you left me? He ain't left you. He said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Amen? But somewhere along the way, we just started thirsting for all the wrong stuff. Let me ask you this question. How many of y'all like getting up in the morning to a nice warm cup of coffee? Amen? We can't be friends right now because I can't have another cup of coffee until Tuesday. I need coffee in my life. Amen? But I'm going to tell you a secret. I need Jesus more. There is something that we have missed along the way. 
You ready for this? Here's the key point right here. We've missed the opportunity of worship. Because it's when we worship Him, it's when everything else gets shut off. You know what I like? The other day, Carrie was at her class. The kids were gone. I was home all by myself. I love spending time with my family. But there was something unique about that yesterday. I was by myself. I didn't have somebody saying, hey, can we do, can you know, this, that, do, da, da, da. I still got every the honeydew list done, okay? Calm down, y'all. I'm not in the doghouse yet. The day's still young. But I turned on that worship music and I worshiped as much as I prayed. What are you thirsty for? What are you hungry for? What is it that drives you? What is it that motivates you? What is it that you get up every morning and saying, I need this, I need that? Because in the very beginning of every day, it should be the Word of God and in His presence that you dwell your heart. I want you to stand with me this morning because I'm just going to close in a very unique way. And I'm going to ask you, and I didn't think about it until you sung it, would you mind singing Beulah Land one more time for us? I'm going to have him sing the special. I'm sorry. Thank you, ma'am. Hey, it's Pastor Tom. I hope and pray this message touched your heart. And maybe even today you're asking yourself, do I know Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior? You know, oftentimes in life, we find ourselves in the mix of life. And life is hard. It's difficult. But if you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and today you say, you know what? I want to do that. I want to accept Jesus. I want to know Him on a more intimate level. If that's you, my friend, today I want to pray with you. Simply just pray this. Father God, I know I'm a sinner. I ask you to send Jesus to come and dwell in my heart and to be the Lord of my life. I know that I'm in need of a Savior, and without Him, I would be nothing. Amen. My friend, today, if you prayed that prayer, I want to hear from you. You can email me at pastortomcrandall at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. I want to send you a Bible. I want to send you some, some information on how to continue to walk with Christ. I love you, my friend. All the angels in heaven are rejoicing with you. God bless you.